Imagine changing the way you podcast or market your business. A slight shift that connects you with your audience on a deeper level where you honor their values first and engage with them and influence the decisions they make. I had such a powerful conversation with value expert David Allison. So you can focus on value graphics versus demographics for greater impact. Take a listen. So, hey, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts, including myself, who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's dive in. Hey everyone, I have with me another Canadian, which I didn't know until today. So that always excites me. I know, go Canadians. <laughs> and um, what's really cool about David Allison is that he's a human values expert. And you're probably wondering, what does that mean? And uh, so I found you, uh, David, if I remember correctly, on LinkedIn. And I think it was about your book, um, The Death of Demographics value graphic marketing for a values driven, um, world, uh, world. Yes. And I was just like, what does that mean? And it got me intrigued. And the more I dug into it, I was like, this is a really interesting topic. And I feel, especially for podcasters, because we connect so much with our audience and we're connecting with the guest, the host, like, I don't know, it just, it, it's, it intermingles. So, people again are wondering what the heck does that all that mean? So what do you like, what is human values to you? And I know you said we live in a values economy. What does that mean? Okay. Let's start with um, why we're here and what we're going to talk about. So what is a human values expert? What the hell are human values? Why does it matter to anybody who's got a podcast? Here's the answer. If you're trying to connect to people, you need to understand what's in their heart. Think about it like your friends. You can sit down with a friend you haven't seen for six weeks or six months or sometimes six years. And if they're really your friend and you know each other, you just like pick up that conversation like you never were apart, right? That's because you've connected at a level of values. Mm -hmm. You understand each other deep inside your heart. It's not this superficial sort of way we connect with people who are just acquaintances. Now imagine if you knew how to do that with everyone listening to your podcast. Every one of your customers, everybody that you're trying to engage and connect and communicate and and, and have some kind of relationship with. Well, that's what values bring to the table. Now, we've all talked about values in the business world, the marketing world for a very long time. We have your mission, vision, values, all that kind of stuff. We've used very unscientific ways of determining the values of our customers. It's been a lot of good intentions. Yeah, And choosing pretty words that the CEO likes and putting them up on the wall behind the receptionist. But now we have data. We can do this with technical accuracy that's more statistically verifiable than uh, what you'd need for a PhD from Harvard. Uh, So we can tell with this incredible amount of truth what drives your customers why they're your customers, Mm -hmm. what values they have in common. And now we don't have to guess at that stuff anymore. And that's huge because I feel like knowing that and being more intentional with your marketing, your message and your strategies, you're able to cut that timeline and connect, attract and convert so much faster and impact more people. 
Yeah. And it takes all that risk out, right? Because we have yeah. to sit around and guess at this stuff. Here's a, here's a little story to help you illustrate, help me illustrate the point. So uh, I call it the stadium and the chocolate bar. So you're standing in the middle of a stadium and it's packed to the rafters, standing room only. There's people all the way around you. You're the only person in the center of the stadium. Everyone's staring at you. And everybody in that stadium is, let's say, a woman. And let's say they're uh, 25 to 36 years old and they earn $100,000 a year and they have a white collar job. Now, your job is to sell them a chocolate bar. You got a chocolate bar in your hand. You go, wow, what's the one thing you can say that's going to get everybody in that demographically described target audience to go, that's the chocolate bar for me. That's what we have to do as marketers, right? We get these demographic target audience descriptions and we have to figure out what that means. It's like reading the tea leaves. Uh, it's like, you know, business astrology. So we sit back and we go, well, they're women. So maybe, maybe pink. Uh, and, and they, they're, they're, that means they're, maybe more feminine colors and language and they're all um, university graduates and they all have a white collar job. So, um, you know, a little more upscale maybe uh, and whatever it is you decide, even if you do some extra research around psychographics and past consumption patterns and all that stuff, you're still guessing, right? Totally. Now, if I tell you one value that everybody in that stadium shares, just one, if I say, let's say uh, they're all driven by the value of creativity, suddenly you know what to say. Suddenly you have focused brainstorming. You can say, oh, okay, well now this is going to be the most creative chocolate bar in the world. It's going to have wrappers designed by different artists. The ingredients inside the chocolate bar are going to be things that no one's ever seen before. It's going to be like chocolate um, craft dinner flavor. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be all kinds of crazy creative yeah. stuff because these people are driven by creativity. And guess what happens when you start focusing on values instead of demographic stereotypes? You're going to find that there's a whole bunch of men who are a different age, who are blue collar, who also value creativity, who are going to want your chocolate bar. Yeah, yeah. So your audience gets bigger when you can be more precise about what it is that's going to get them to say yes. That's what values brings to the table. And it's so powerful. I spent decades as a marketer yeah. trying to guess at this stuff. And now we know for sure what's going to move the needle. I love that. And I think like you're, you're connecting with someone on an emotional level that triggers. It's like an instant, Oh, like you've got my attention. You know what I mean? Well, you can go even deeper than that because emotions are also from our values. Mm -hmm. If you're, let's say, here's a great example. You know, we just recently, we've all come out of this COVID pandemic lockdown thing. Uh, and if you went into that period of, time, which I hope we never have to repeat. And let's say family was a really important value to you. You're that person whose emotions around family rose to the top and you started, your behaviors changed. You started doubling down on Zoom calls with your mom and your grandma and making sure everybody had masks on and you were like freaking out about your family. But if family wasn't a really important value for you, you didn't start behaving that way. Let's say ambition was your value, you were going to be freaking out about your boss and making sure they see how hard you're working and that you're still putting in 12 hour days. Right. You want the promotion you were talking about before you all had to go and work from home. So your behaviors, your emotions, they come from your values. Right. Your values are the root cause of what makes you, you. And now that we can map that everywhere on earth, we've done like 750,000 surveys now with a, with a team of translators in 152 languages. And we have 
the ability to pinpoint for anything, anywhere, what those people value. It's kind of remarkable. Even just saying that out loud always kind of blows me away. And absolutely. And our behaviors, like our values drive our behaviors, which drive our actions, buying decisions, the whole nine yards, right? All that stuff. Which podcast am I going to listen to? Mm. Which one am I going to come back to? Did, you know, here's what happens. First time somebody goes to listen to a podcast, they're like every decision in human life. They're like, hmm, how does this align with my values? Now, you don't know you're doing it. There's a part of your brain yeah, that's yeah. responsible for this. It's your prefrontal cortex. Your prefrontal cortex is sifting and sorting the world and going, this aligns with my values. I'm going to buy that can of soup. This podcast is making my values all happy. So I'm going to listen to that podcast. So that's how you go through the rituals of your day is kind of you're a values magnet. You're just like, mm, beep, beep, beep. Where do I get more values, right? Yeah. So you come and you listen to a podcast once. If something in there rings the values bells for you, you come back again. And then you need to hear those values reinforced again and again and again and again. And then eventually you get to the point where that podcast host could, you know, declare war on a foreign nation uh and you'd be like i'm in uh because once your values are aligned uh, as we've seen in american politics once your values are aligned it's pretty impossible to shake you uh it's incredibly magnetic yeah it's like these these roots go down and they dig in <laughs> it's like oh, they've landed amazing. I think next year, like we're, we're recording this just before uh, the end of uh, 2022. And so right now everybody's in the middle of all these predictions about what 2023 is going to hold. But I'm going to say this out loud, even though it dates this just a little bit, because okay. I want to, I want to be uh, held accountable to this. Cause here's my prediction. Okay. In 2023, we're going to see enormous evidence of the mainstreaming of values. We've already started to see it. I'll give you, I'll tell you everything you need to know in two words. Patagonia, Twitter. Patagonia, the biggest mic drop of the last year, just like, I'm going to give my entire company to save the planet. That's a values-driven move that knocks all the other yeah. values-driven moves out of the way. Anybody who's a Patagonia fan whose values are aligned, they will never buy anything anywhere else again. That cemented them in an incredible way and then twitter we got elon running around in there like oh, firing people and people are running mm. away twitter's like you know on the verge of bankruptcy because our values the values of those folks are just not yes. being respected at all so i think 2023 is the year we see more and more mainstreaming of values we're going to see more and more examples of this happening the world cups on right now in a country that many people don't feel values aligned with yeah look at what's happening in the media it's a uh, so true even commercials that you see, they're more like the commercial is less about the thing and more about like the family connection with people or whatever that may be. You, you, because even well, sometimes in a commercial, you're like, well, what is the thing? What are they selling? Yeah, yeah. Quick, tell Can't me a tell. brand. Like your, your 30 seconds are running out here. Like, come on, <laughs> come on. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, that's why I've coined this phrase, the values economy. I think we've, you know, we, we, we know what the, experience economy, the sharing economy, the gig yeah. economy. I firmly see evidence all around that we have now entered the values economy. It's a whole new economic period because you can't think of a single thing that's going on in the world right now that doesn't trace back no. the values, right? DEI, Black Lives Matter, working from yes. home, ESG, 
um, quiet quitting, uh, the great resignation, um, servant leadership, empathetic leadership, um, brands like Twitter, brands like Patrick, it's all it's everywhere. values. It's everywhere. Values are, sure. you know, for a long time, values have been in the news. And I think this moment in time, values are the news. And yeah. companies, podcasters, anybody who's doing anything, you need to be careful that you're not values washing because that's going to get called out. If you're going to stand for something, you better be walking the walk and talking the yeah. talk. Uh, or yeah, else... you'll be called out for sure. Absolutely. And so when we're marketing, I mean, the big catchphrase is like understanding your ideal client or understanding your avatar. And a lot of that has been like demographics, like do they make a hundred thousand dollars? Where do they live? Do they have a family? Like, and, and I mean, for me, I've tied in like, what are their values without even realizing it or what motivates them? What are their pain points? Um, so are you saying that when you're thinking about your ideal client, go deeper? Like, how do you figure out what their values are? I guess is what I'm asking. Well, there's a, there's an easy way. There's all kinds of ways you can figure out what their values are. Um, and so we can talk about those, but first, yes, you're absolutely right. I have a big problem with, uh, personas and avatars, the way they're used right now. I get them. I get it. It's a mm -hmm. good tool, particularly for non-marketers. Like, you know, you're working in a big company, you got to find some way to get the CEO to remember who all your customers are. Yeah. So you come up with a little story about Sally, who's a, you know, insurance agent and <laughs> kids and lives in the suburbs and likes to eat spaghetti on Friday. Uh, and you tell the CEO and they're like, oh, I got it. And now they can go and talk to whoever they have to talk to about their customers. So they're useful but we make it all up. I mean, even if we have actual data about demographics, mm -hmm. we're still making up what those demographics mean. We're resorting to stereotypes about, well, gosh, women uh, who are a certain age and have a certain mm -hmm. amount of money. And so they must be like this. That's, that's just stereotyping. And that yeah. frankly just leads to ageism and sexism and racism and all that kind of stuff. So we're shooting just in the that. dark. You're not creating mm -hmm. results with that kind of action. Yeah. So instead if you can create personas or, or avatars around what's going to make people say yes, isn't that kind of why you're doing it in the first place? Yeah. And you start with the values. And from there, if you need to spin a little story to make it more memorable, cool. Uh, but if you don't know what their values are, you're just, yeah, you may as well just, I don't know, just say anything you want. In fact, yeah. here's some data to back that up. So in building this big giant database, we've built 750,000 surveys, 152 languages, we're accurate in 180 countries. So we tracked everybody's values. We created the very first map of what everybody on earth's care, shared values are. What do we all give a fuck about? That's what this database does. At the same time, we collected all their demographics and so we can slice and dice demographically and see how often do people within any demographic cohort actually agree with each other. Now, here's some shocking numbers. Across the board, you name a demographic label, age, gender, income, marital status, number of kids, education, all those things. The people within any one of those cohorts, any one of those buckets, they agree with each other on average 10.5% of the time, which means 90% of the time, if we round off, they disagree with each other oh, on man. everything. 
So if you're going to spend a buck targeting a demographic, you got at best about a 10% chance of getting somebody to do something Harsh. that you want them to do. <laughs> I know. But think about it. When we do a direct marketing campaign, we send out an email. If we get a 3% response rate, we're like, whoa, oh my God, that's amazing. Because we're using demographics yeah. to target people. Now, instead, if you can target people based on what's in their heart, what their values are, how they make their decisions all day long, you can get a, about eight times that eight times better return on investment. And even if it only gets to four times better or even so, twice as good, uh, what do you got to lose? You just got to yeah. change the way you you look at people, right? So yeah, I mean, demographics are definitely not, that's why my book's called The Death of Demographics. Yeah. They just don't work anymore. And I don't think they have for quite some time. Yeah, people well, just didn't we... know what else to do, right? It was the bench line and it, it's what was done. So oh, we've done it for a- yeah hundreds of thousands of years, right? It's There's a whole field of science that studies this about heuristics, where we, we had to make snap judgments when we looked at somebody coming across the savannah and, mm -hmm. you know, Africa <laughs> back in the day, and are those people going to hurt me or, or are they coming, are they friendly? And you'd make a judgment based on whether they were young men carrying spears or old women carrying babies. You had to just like, oh, I know what they're all about. But nobody behaves like their demographics anymore. No. Consumers, people don't care about their demographics. Only marketers care about their demographics. You know, nobody sure. stands in a store and goes, well, I'm 18, so I'm going to do this. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just not how we behave. But it's marketers not. seem to think we we that's what ha that's what happens. So anyway, so you asked, how can we figure out the values thing? There's there's um there's three ways. Uh, the first one is you hire my company um, and we can tell you <laughs> a whole lot of precision, but you know what? It's, it's not cheap. So it's not for everybody. Yeah. So we came up with other ways. Um, in other ways you can buy my book. Uh, so that's like 16 bucks and you can get it on Amazon, the death of demographics. And in there, there's a quiz and it's a 15 question quiz that we worked really, really hard on. We tested it like crazy. We sent it out to hundreds of people to make sure it was working you send that quiz out however you want through SurveyMonkey or, you know, I don't know, Quiz Orangutan or whatever your app is that you're using yep. to, to send out um, surveys. And the answers will point you to one of the chapters in the book that you need to be paying attention to because that chapter is everything we know from the database about a big archetype, a huge tribe of people that show up in the data. And we just spill our guts and say, okay, if that's who your folks are most alike, right. Uh, then this is the stuff you need to, to know. And here's how you can use that. So that's, you know, for the cost of a book, uh, yeah. you can do it that way. And then there's a freeway. Um, it's not as accurate as the book. The book is not as accurate as hiring us. So totally. we're kind of going down, but now we're at free instead of a custom research uh, price tag. And the way we can do it for free is just use these three questions. We call them the three telltale questions. Uh, and the first, so all you do with this is just ask people, ask people these questions over and over and over and listen, because people will have different ways of answering this. They're all going to say it's slightly different, but you're yeah, going to yeah. hear patterns in the noise. You're going to be signals. And those, those patterns are their values starting to bubble to the surface, right? So train your frontline sales team to ask these questions. If you, if you're a podcast host, throw out these questions in your own words and ask, you know, offer people an incentive to send you an email and tell you what the answer is. Do whatever you can to get as many people as possible to answer these three questions. First one, why do you go to work? Nice and simple, right? Uh, people stop for a moment and they go, well, I have to pay my bills. Yeah, but, but why? 
why do you, why do you go to work and pay your bills? Mm. Oh. Um, and so then you start to get into some meaty stuff. It's like, yeah. well, I feel creative at work or it's about my family and making sure they're supported for the, so you start to hear that stuff. Mm-hmm. Second question is, uh, why would you give away half of your lottery winnings? Well, first thing people tell you is who they're going to give it to. Right. My great aunt Sally died of whatever. And so we're getting, it's like, no, no. Why would you give away half of your lottery winnings? And the third one, which is also a great question to ask at a dinner party after the second or third cocktail, <laughs> you'll really find out who your friends are. If you ask this question, you get to say something to yourself, write a letter to yourself from 10 years ago. What would you say? And more importantly, why would you say those things? People will come up with the most incredible answers to that. And you'll really start to understand what makes them tick, which is totally because you're understanding their experiences and how it impacted their lives. So why do you go to work? Why would you give away half your lottery winnings? And what would you say to your 10 years ago self and why? That's going to get you kind of heading in the right direction. You're going to start thinking about values because people are telling you what's really driving them to do these important things that they do all day long. Totally. Now, the other thing we've done, do we have time for this still? Can I show you this yeah, chart? Yeah, I do want to ask you one quick question, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that obviously we're talking about values? And I saw on your website you have these wicked videos, and there's like the value of like intuition, the value of family, the value of whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, can you, like, are, are there an, bazillion values out there oh, yeah, or are question. there like 24 <laughs> values that people have or there's 56 56 <laughs> there's 56 core values okay. that drive what you don't every... divide them all off right now or anything but like just to Ooh. give a handful just to kind of like frame people's brains yeah it's remarkable to think that there's only 56 really i guess so when you think about you know, it yeah yeah it, it drives everything that every human is ever mm. going to do uh there's 88 keys on a piano yeah, it's hard. It's harder to play chopsticks on the piano <laughs> than it is to, to understand the sum total of human behavior. So yeah, yeah, yeah. values are things like personal growth, ambition, uh, environmentalism, which is a fairly new one that we've just mm-hmm. developed in the last 10 years or so. Um, personal responsibility, family, relationships, friendships, um, wealth, yep. uh, financial security, different than wealth. Yeah. Um, um, employment health. security is a big one. Health yeah. and well-being is one. Creativity versus another one called self-expression. You can be a big uh, creativity can be a huge driver in your life. Self-expression isn't necessarily creative. You just need to be able to say your piece. You need people yeah. to hear you. Get and you, I know right? people. Yeah, you can tell when some people well, that's their value. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they won't shut up. They're those. No, I'm being. I'm being mean. I'm being, there's a lot of very nice. Uh, very. Yeah. No, that was not Expressive. a nice thing to say. Uh, it's self-expression. People are not all. Oh gosh, no. Like me, but they're. Uh, they definitely are driven in a way that will give them more opportunities to um, reveal who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be that clothing is the way it works for them. It could yeah. be that. Um, uh, where they live and what they choose uh, to to purchase, certainly what podcasts they listen to. So a podcast host who finds through one of those methods we talked about a moment ago, that self-expression is a big deal, a big value for their particular podcast audience. They need to find ways to allow their podcast audience to be 
expressing themselves mm, through that podcast. That says that's a clear sign. Interactivity on your podcast yeah. is going to be super important. There needs to be a poll every single time you right. do an episode. And then you report back on that poll. Better yet, can you do it live? If you're live streaming, can you use one of those technologies that allow people to vote yeah. right now as they're listening? They want to be heard. Uh, so whatever you can do to give them that opportunity. So yeah, I actually went into my database and pulled some data specifically for your audience. That is awesome. And um, I'll share this slide. Yeah. Um, and so anybody who's watching on Zoom and can't quite see what's going on, don't worry. I'm going to talk you through this. And I think- And I'll have the graphic on my show notes. Okay, cool. And there's a button you can push in the corner that makes you, uh, that will make my screen um, bigger. Uh, so you can use that too. All right. So this is what we call a value graphics profile or a portion of a value graphics yeah. profile. So when a client hires us to do something for them, this is part of what they get is a ranking of the top 10 values that are most important to the audience that they're interested in. Mm -hmm. There's also a cluster of values called the togetherness values because they show up everywhere. More than anything, humans want to be with each other, no matter yeah. what country we're in or yeah. what yeah. Uh, industry we're looking at. So they're in blue. So the ones I thought were very useful and interesting here, when we compare people who are influenced by podcasts, who are willing to listen and are, in fact, the question we asked to get people into this sample, into this study was, are you more likely to do something that a podcaster tells you to do or mm. a brand through brand advertising? So these are people who said, yeah, I listen to podcasters and that's, that's, who, I'm, that's who I'm influenced by. Uh, and so for this audience in white, the white dots there that I've circled, three values that are way more important and influential in their lives than the general population are the value of compassion, personal responsibility, and there's that self-expression piece. Hmm. So what would I say to do with this? If I was consulting and um, everybody listening right now is, is suddenly a client, I'd say, okay, here's what I think you need to do. Compassion. You need to show compassion. You need to talk about compassion. You need to recognize the compassion that your audience has, and you need to find ways to manifest that. No matter what your subject matter, what can you be doing to help people? Right. How can you think about yourself as, a, as, a, as being in the helping profession and allow your audience to participate in that helping? There's all kinds of things, depending on what you're podcasting about, where you can yeah, make yeah. that come to life. Frame it up as being compassionate. Don't be, you can use the word, you don't have to, um, but I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, and just say, you know, we, we, have, a, we have a cause that we um, are supporting. Every time uh, people do a thing on this uh, podcast, then this happens and a dollar goes to, you know, whatever, I mean, however you want to manifest that, but show compassion. It's a hugely magnetic value. Personal responsibility. This is a value that will drive people towards anything that lets them feel like they're making a difference, that they're the ones who are moving the needle. Now we see it show up, for example, a lot with environmental brands. Yeah. Uh, people who are attracted to environmental brands want to, of course they want to save the rainforest, but more importantly, they want to know that buying this thing today is going to make them personally responsible for helping the planet. They're creating they want to know what they can do. I, it's about me. So I sometimes will say, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, somebody like an airline would say, well, you know, we've uh, reduced the emissions of, uh, and so ice is not melting off the polar ice cap at the same rate as it would, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. It would be better to say your seat today on this flight would normally 
have burned off a square cubic meter of polar ice. But because we've done this, this, and this, and this, we're actually, your seat is now producing less um, carbon emission than if you drove this journey. Mm, I see the language shift. Yeah, it's about me, uh, right? Yeah. Make it about me, not about us. Make it about me. I want to be right. personally responsible. And then, and it doesn't have to just be environmentalism, anything, yeah. anything at all that totally. can be about them, right? And then self-expression. I'd be, if I was a podcaster, I'd be like, how many polls can I fit in a podcast episode? I love that. Just find ways to let them talk and be part of it. Yeah, yeah. Now, remember, this is for all podcasts mm -hmm. in a massive, massive study. Every flavor of podcast will be slightly different depending on who you're talking to and what the audience is all about. But in general, you won't go too far wrong if you put it this way. This is a giant study. Your podcast, whoever's listening, it's somewhere inside here. Yeah. Uh, so it's some sub-segment of a sub-segment of this overall study. So these three things, chances are they're going to do, you'll, you'll do well by them if you just focus on those three things. Yeah. And then what's beautiful about that is you don't have to guess anymore about what you should be focusing on. You can just, how do you tell every story in a way that's going to ring the bell on yeah. compassion, self-expression and personal responsibility over and over and over and over again? I love that. That's super helpful. And it's making me think about the actions that I'm doing. And like, as a podcaster, we obviously are building relationship with guests and hosts. So that plays into it. And then obviously we have a uh, relationship with the audience. So there's like different layers and then it makes you think differently about the language that you're using, the actions that you're taking so that you're more intentional with your podcast or your podcasting strategy so you can tap into people's values and connect at a higher level. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to just give you a really concrete example. I'm thinking back to a podcast I was on. I guess it was around launching my last book, which is a long time ago. So I don't remember who did this. And I hope I'm not stealing their secrets or sharing their, <laughs> their, their secret sauce. But uh, afterwards, they sent me an email and said, you know, thank you. And I want to, I really want to tell you how grateful I am that you were a guest on, on my podcast. And so instead of sending you um, a, a gift or a swag, I'd like to make a donation to the charity of your choice. Please just send me a link. Hmm. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Uh, there's a compassion and self-expression and personal responsibility idea right. all wrapped up in one. They made me the decider. I got to be the personal responsibility. It's about compassion. Uh, and at the same time, by choosing something, I'm expressing something about who I am. I want yeah. my money to go to, you know, um, animals versus diseases or whatever. Yeah. Now, the only thing I would have said to that person, whoever it was, um, and if you're listening, uh, great idea. And here's what yeah. you should do next. Say it on air. Yeah, yeah. Don't do it. Just like, don't hide that under a bushel. Yeah. Your listeners will be all over that. Absolutely. I love that. Sometimes it's just such a small little thing, but it's like, it just opens up so much more opportunities and ability to, to impact. I love that. So are you going to make a donation to a charity for me? What would I donate? Uh, sorry. Yes. Okay, cool. So what is uh, your what is your choice? What, what would you uh, donate to? I have so many great causes that I like to um, yeah? 
donate to, but the one I think I'm thinking of today is uh, my friends over at the United Nations Foundation. Uh, there's a particular group over there. Their their cause is uh, called United to Beat Malaria, mm-hmm. and they raise money to fund research and do whatever they can to eradicate this terrible disease that still kills more people than pretty much anything in underdeveloped parts of the world where you just get bit by a mosquito and it's, yeah. you're, it's over. So United to Beat Malaria at the United Nations Foundation. That's where I would, if you're going to make a donation, that's where I'd love it to go. All right. And I don't feel like I talked you into it, but I kind of did, didn't I? It's that's like, okay. It's for a good cause. You saw what I did there, huh? I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah. What a great conversation. It really opens up your mind. And I feel like we're all marketing. We're all trying to grow business, but I feel like we need a bigger cause behind what we're doing. We want to connect on human levels. Um, and that's what I love about podcasting. Like it's just, I don't know. It's, it's everything to me. I love it. And so bringing your insights and your perspective to take that even further for myself and listeners and other podcasters. It's amazing. I love it. Cool. Let me leave you with one last thought. Yes. Um, If people listening and you yourself are willing through whatever method to just start thinking about people based on their values instead of uh, demographics, Mm -hmm. it's, it's more than just effective. It's also essential. Uh, And here's why. Uh, the longer we keep sitting around and saying to ourselves and the people we work with that, you know, we're going to look at people based on their age uh, because that's how we do it. Then that two things happen. It validates age as a way to understand people. And that's Mm -hmm. just leads to ageism. It also means we're creating products and services based on age, which just further reinforces ageism. And if we talk about it in terms of gender, it's doing the same thing around sexism. And it does the same thing when we talk about pe- the color of people's skin or whether they're gay or straight or somewhere in between. Uh, these social problems that we're facing as a as a the human species and not doing a really great job of figuring out, they only get reinforced by us continuing to say, well, the way we need to yeah. look at the world is based on all this stuff that's on the outside, what people look like. And if we can just make this simple little shift and change the way we look at people, we can really impact the world in a powerful way. So in, in some small way, if somebody, if people listening today would just make that shift in their head and go, yeah, you know what? I want to look at people based on what's on the inside, not the outside, then you'll be helping to make the world a better place for it. Yeah. I love that. I'm so glad we're connected. And, um, I know you love connecting with people on LinkedIn. That's my favorite spot as well. Um, so how can people find you and find more about this value driven economy? Cool. Uh, well, there's, there's three things you can do. Find me on LinkedIn. That's my Mm -hmm. happy place. I live there and (laughs) saying stupid stuff and sometimes smart things every now and then. Uh, so love having new friends there. And then there's a couple websites. Uh, the research company that I run is at uh, valuegraphics.com. Uh, it's one word, by the way, value graphics. Some people want to make it two words, yeah. value graphics, like it's like cheap signs or something. 
Uh, but it's it's value graphics like demographics so valuegraphics.com yeah. uh, and then my work as a speaker and an author that has its own website because uh, you got to be a little more oh, I'm going to change your life and that doesn't yes, work over public in the figure research world right? persona for sure uh, so that's davidallisoninc.com uh, and I'm be thrilled to have people yeah. come to either of those and take whatever information that they find there that's useful alright awesome I appreciate you and I can't wait to share this episode and so more people can learn about it and shift their way of thinking and connecting with people. Thank you. Thank you. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.